In the year 460, uh, a Welsh boy by the name of Patricius was born into a strong Christian family where his father played a key role, a leadership role in the church of his town. As Patricius grew to, into his teens, uh, he kind of fell into the wrong crowd and became a bit of a tough guy, a hard-drinking guy, and wouldn't back down from a fight. We, we can't prove this for sure, but it appears that around 16 years of age, Patricius, who we now know as St. Patrick, got into a fight where he ended up killing a guy. Yeah, he is no saint at this point in his life. Maybe it was self-defense, we don't know. How it was dealt with by the law of his day, we don't know, except that he later confessed it to a priest after he had a conversion experience with Jesus, a confession that later came to haunt him and was used against him in his work with the Irish. During his youth, the coast of Wales and England suffered horrific raids from Irish barbarians who would pillage the land, uh, steal whatever they could, and would often take young men and women to be slaves. When Patrick was 16, uh, shortly after this potential murder or self-defense or whatever it was, Irish raiders invaded his town, and he was captured and, and taken to be a slave in Ireland. It was, a, it was a pretty rough experience. But at the same time, he, he came to appreciate the beauty of the land, the joy and the gregariousness of the Irish people. He, he learned how to speak Irish, and, and he embraced many Irish customs. Still, he was a poorly treated slave, left alone for weeks at a time in the wilderness to look after sheep, keep them safe from wolves and the like. He has to fend for himself, feed himself. He, he learned how to look after himself. In the Irish wilderness, he became a true rugged outdoorsman. As he was alone, tending sheep, he had a supernatural encounter with Jesus, who he had been taught about growing up. Jesus, who he had rejected, became real to him. Jesus became the forgiver of his sin. Jesus became the Lord and leader of his life. Patrick quickly became a prayer warrior, spending hours in prayer as he looked after those sheep, as he began to see God answer prayers so powerfully. One night, Patrick had a vivid and riveting dream. He heard God say to him, your hungers and prayers are rewarded. You are going home. Patrick sat up, startled, and now fully awake, and the voice continued, Look, your ship is ready. Responding to that supernatural prompt, Patrick escaped Ireland and trained to become a Catholic priest. He traveled through Europe and eventually settled back in his Welsh hometown. Twenty years then went by, and then he had another supernatural call. Uh, yeah, 20 years later, this time to go back to Ireland and become a missionary to the Irish people. So obediently off to Ireland he went. Yeah, as an escaped slave, so this is a, a little bit of a dangerous thing to do. His mission was to introduce the people of Ireland to Jesus who knew little or nothing about him. A people who had become, well, had some really brutal religious practices, including human sacrifice. <clears throat> Patrick left what was considered the civility of Britain to go to a rough and barbaric people because the love of Jesus just compelled him. He knew that they needed Jesus. He knew that Jesus would so transform their lives for the better now and forever. He, he yearned to see Jesus deliver them from the fear and bondage that was such a debilitating part of their Celtic spirituality. But at the same time, 
Patrick did not take all of the pomp and forms and structure of the Roman Catholic Church in Britain with him to Ireland, stuff that in some cases would be just so weird to the Irish. While he was faithful to the teachings of the Bible, he, he did it in a way that the Irish could appreciate and understand. Patrick was all about making Jesus understandable to the average Irish person, and if traditional Catholic ways got in the way, he was quick to abandon them. Patrick got his cue from the Apostle Paul who said, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Patrick would do anything short of sin to help people come to know Jesus, like color way outside traditional lines. He was bound by a love and a passion to see people connect with Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and live powerfully, powerfully transformed lives. Now, many of you have heard me speak of Patrick before, and you know I am of strong Irish ancestry, so some bias here. That makes me in some ways an heir, although distantly, of those Irish men and women uh, converted under Patrick's preaching. Both my mom and dad come from families who can trace their faith back to the ministry of Patrick. And, and what impresses me so much about Patrick and why I like to talk to him about him so often was, was he impacted me so much on, and really has had an influence on how we do church here at Fort City. And let me give you two key ways that, that I see Patrick at work uh, here today. Number one. Patrick loved the Irish people, and whenever possible, he embraced their ways. He embraced Irish culture whenever it did not conflict with the gospel. He would do whatever he could to find common ground with the people, and that meant he would abandon anything from church tradition that got in the way of the Irish coming to know Jesus. Heck, he just loved the Irish people. He loved their ways. He loved their culture. But this kind of made him a church rebel with a cause. Just like, you know, the Apostle Paul, who was a rebel when it came to Jewish traditions for the sake of the gospel. I'll say it again. Patrick would do anything short of sin to lead people to Jesus. He would do anything to help people experience the supernatural, life-transforming, bondage-breaking power of Jesus. And wherever he could leverage the joyous culture of the Irish for the sake of the gospel, he would. In so many ways, I just, I just really like St. Patrick. He's kind of my kind of guy, and I think he's kind of a Fort McMurray kind of guy. Passionate, bold, live life to the full, adventuresome, courageous, enjoyed a good party, a good campfire. Okay, second thing. A second thing that uh, has influenced me, that I, and I think this one is so, so important. Patrick experienced the supernatural power of God and expected that God would powerfully answer prayer. Friends, he saw God heal. He, he saw God deliver people from demonic bondage. He saw God intervene in the midst of natural disasters. He saw God intervene against the advance of enemy armies. Things where you say, only God. Man, only God could do that. No other exp explanation but, but God alone. And I so yearn to see more of that supernatural power of God at work in our midst. To see more of God's kingdom come at work here in Fort McMurray as it is in heaven. I yearn for us to be able to say more and more, only God, only God could do that. Patrick just believed Jesus when he said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. 
You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Friends, Jesus said that. It's a promise. Do you believe it? So two things that gripped me from the life and ministry of St. Patrick. One, he loved and embraced the Irish people and their ways. And two, he believed that nothing, nothing was impossible for God. I say this uh, as a way to get us as a church family to think about how God wants to work through you and me here at Fort City. I want to cast vision for the kind of church that will do whatever it takes to reach our families, our kids, our city for Jesus. And I want to cast a vision for a supernatural faith where nothing is impossible for God. Another story that I'll tell in a moment is a story you've heard before if you've been around here any length of time. And there are several stories that I, I, I choose to retell, like the story of St. Patrick, hoping that these stories will become so familiar to you that you'll be able to see how these stories are really about the kind of church that God is calling us to be. Friends, there are all sorts of good churches in our city. Each one of them has a unique flavor, a unique culture, a unique calling to them. One is not better than the other. No. God, in his wisdom, has a variety of churches in every part of the world because it really does take all kinds of churches to reach all kinds of people. And there is a unique calling on us at Fort City as a church. We all share the same gospel message, but how we do it varies. This is all part of God's design. And something else I want to say before I unpack all of this a little more is we are living in rapidly changing times. The whole world has shifted radically coming out of the pandemic. Some think that it might be the end of the church as we know it. In North America, churches have been seeing a significant decline in attendance. Giving has gone down all over North America. But hey, this is not the first time in world history that the church has experienced massive winds of change. And let me tell you, the, church, the future might look a little different, but the, but the best really is yet to come. We have this promise from Jesus I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Friends, that is a promise. Sure, we've been through a little hell these past two years. Who knows what the future might bring, but this one thing I know. The church of Jesus Christ will prevail. What God did back in the early 500s through the ministry of Patrick, he will do again. He's been doing it over and over again in history. So the issue becomes, how do you and I, who are, a member, who are members of the church, the body of Christ, respond to challenging times? How do we respond when things get a little, little tough? How do we respond? Really quite simply, in the power of Jesus. In the power of Jesus, we keep on keeping on. In the power of Jesus, we keep on moving forward. We bring the supernatural, life-changing power of Jesus to our families, to our friends, to our city, to our world. The gates of hell will not prevail against us. And you, my friend, you get to be a part of God's powerful working at this point in history. You get to see God do what only God can do. You, you get to see lives uh, changed, transformed, healed, delivered by the power of Jesus. We're talking your kids, your neighbors, uh, those you work with. You get to see people throughout our city who are feeling lost and confused and depressed. You get to see them turned right around, living lives full of joy and purpose that bring glory to God. You get to be a part of this. You get to be a part of what God has been doing throughout history. 
And while Patrick was called to Ireland, right now God has you and me living right here in Fort McMurray. And while we are here, however long we are here, we are to love and serve this city. It's what God called the Jewish prophet Jeremiah to do when he was carried off to exile in Babylon. I love this passage. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city I have sent you into. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. As Christians, in an ever quickly changing world, um, with a different set of values that, that we have that is, you know, different than what most have in our city and our rich faith in Jesus that most in our city do not share with us, we kind of are like exiles who God has brought to this city on purpose. I know you say that you chose to be here, but the truth is God played a role in your choosing to live here. He, he sure did for me. But you too, whether you realize or not, God has arranged for us to be here. We are here on purpose. Many of us came with two and five year plans, but, but God had other plans. For me, it's been 10 years so far. Friends, this is an awesome city. I love it. It is a unique place to live and raise a family. And God wants you and me to seek the peace and prosperity of our city to bless our city. Like Patrick was pro-Ireland, we are pro-Fort McMurray, we are for the city. Some of you know that here at Fort City we have a document that lists our values. And one of our values goes like this, it's, it's really one of my favorite values. This is our city. Fort McMurray is our home. We are here to play a life-giving role and be part of its story. We are here on purpose. And by we, uh, we mean you and me, right? Oh, and you might, you know, see a little of Patrick in that statement because like Patrick, we love our city and we know that we've been called. We're here on purpose. At Fort City, we want to see lives changed, our lives changed, the lives of people throughout our city changed. Add to that our passion for the world. But here in Fort McMurray, we want to make this city a better place to live. We, we want to bless this city. I've been here 10 years now. I've been thinking a bit about these 10 years, and I love to tell the story of how I got here. Since I've told it so, so many times, I won't go into detail, but I remember so well my very first trip to Fort McMurray. It was January of 2012. Fort City was in search of a new pastor. Terry Young, previously the lead pastor of First Alliance Church in Calgary, was the interim pastor here. I had no intention on being the lead pastor here. I thought that God was leading me to become the dean of Briarcrest Seminary in Saskatchewan. Briarcrest is not far from where I took my very first year. With that taking of my first year, the area between Moose Jaw and Mortlock, Saskatchewan kind of became uh, sacred to me. I mean, I just had these visions of returning to what was for me my personal sacred hunting grounds. Plus, I just loved working with young leaders, and really that was the motive. I love young leaders. So while I was expecting to go to Briarcrest, I did respond to an invitation from Terry Young to come to Fort McMurray and play a bit of a consulting role, maybe an encouraging role for an extended weekend here. I was not candidating for the lead pastor role. I was here as a consultant and encourager. But something happened on that trip. God turned up. I fell in love with Fort McMurray, the people, the, the unique culture of this place. And I ended up here instead of Karenport, Saskatchewan. Only God, I tell you. Only God. Some of my close friends and uh, some members of my family were horrified by my decision. My eldest daughter said, Dad, you wouldn't do that to Mom, would you? 
And as I listened to those who were shocked at my decision, I was struck by the fact that there is a uniqueness to who we are in Fort McMurray that is not always appreciated and understood by those further away. Now, times have changed in 10 years. We now have more young families than those roving bands of 20-something guys, but, but there is a uniqueness to Fort McMurray that is still here and still strong. Once I got here, I, I would get questions like, where do you go to uh, work? And I would tell them I'm a pastor, I, I work at a church, Fort City Church, and sometimes the reactions I would get is, oh, the Carso Church, which is an awesome reaction. I mean, I got that a lot right from the beginning. I mean, that's one way we love and serve our city is through the car show. This is one of the ways that we are for the city. And the car show this past June was the best yet, the highest attended yet, simply awesome. And for all of you who helped make it happen, thank you. It was incredible. Now, sometimes when I tell people I'm a pastor at Fort City, and this included people on my street, uh, I get this reaction. They go, oh yeah, I, I used to go to church. Mom made me go. I don't do that anymore. I should maybe, uh, but if I walked into your church, I'd, I I'd just probably burn up instantly as soon as I walk through those doors. Yeah, well, with what I've done, it would be instant incineration. I, I still get that from people. I sometimes call this stereotypical Fort McMurray person, Fort McMurray Mike or Kim. Generally, when you choose to live in Fort McMurray, it means you've got a bit of an adventuresome side to you. Uh, uh, you're a bit willing to live outside of the mainstream of Canada. You're a bit independent. You have this work hard, play hard mentality. Yeah, work hard, play hard is big here. Sure, all of that is kind of a stereotypical generality, but it's more true than it isn't, and it crosses over ethnic lines. Here's a question I like to ask, though. Like, how is it that someone can come from Newfoundland, have voted liberal all of their life, and suddenly, it takes about three months is my, my estimation, <laughs> become a passionate right-winger, voting conservative or even further to the right? It's, a, it's an interesting phenomenon. There's something unique about our city. I'm not saying whether that's good or bad. I'm not saying it happens to everybody. I'm just saying it's a phenomenon and you, it's there. A few months back, I had coffee with our Mayor Sandy Bowman. I wanted to remind him that he campaigned on making Fort McMurray a great place for the common Fort McMurray resident, what I call McMurray, Mike and Kim. During his campaign for mayor, for better or worse, he even got in on the debate on how to make our city more accessible to quads, and he's working on that, to the joy of some, the horror of others. But he was the first mayor in my 10 years here to, to really talk about the unique things that are characteristic of our city. He was the first mayor to speak into the unique culture and, and values of uh, Mike and Kim that make uh, Fort McMurray such an awesome place to live. I'm not trying to be political here. It's just that there is a uniqueness to Fort McMurray. Most of us get that. Most of us love it. And, and it was exciting for me to be able to talk with our mayor about this. It was a great meeting. And, and yes, we talked about faith and Jesus. He's open. We should be praying for him. You see, we are to seek the peace and prosperity of our city. Lots of ways that we can do this. Just being the church where everyone is living and loving like Jesus with their neighbor does that. Working with uh, children and youth does that. Partnering with YWAM as they serve families in need does that. Hosting a car show does that. Or the Tupper Christmas lights display. Having coffee with the mayor and other leaders in our cities does that. And the list goes on and on. We want to be a church that if we were to cease to exist, the people of Fort McMurray would truly miss us. Because we made this city a better place to live. 
because so many lives are changed through God at work through us. Now, probably Fort City is best known for this little mantra, everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, anything can happen. What this means is that those guys who told me that they would be incinerated when they walk into our church, uh, these guys who are well aware that they are not perfect, they are very welcome here. It means that whatever is in your past, whatever you are struggling with right now, you are welcome here. Because friends, anything can happen. We believe in the power of God. We believe in the moving of the Holy Spirit. We believe that lives do not have to stay the same, but can be changed now and forever. And we believe that that can happen to anyone. A site worker who thinks they would be incinerated on contact with our building. Your Islamic neighbor who never knows if she has done enough to earn Allah's favor and enter par paradise. This could be a friend working through a broken relationship, a crashed marriage, or wrestling with fluid gender identity. Fort City is a grace-based, welcoming community who grab a hold of God, seeking his miraculous, transforming power in our lives. We are a church family where we, where we work to see, make Jesus visible by living and loving like him. And you get to be a part of that. You get to help make it happen. You, you get to experience Jesus transforming your life and the life of your family as you make a commitment to be all in here in Fort City. You get to do this. You get to make being at the worship services, the events, the small groups, the classes, the priority where you get to experience the love and power of Jesus for yourself. You get to enroll your kids in Kid City or youth groups so that they can come to personally know and experience Jesus powerfully themselves. But it doesn't stop with what you get. It becomes what you give. You get to give by loving and serving and getting into life-giving conversations with your friends and neighbors and co-workers where you are gently honest about your faith and what it means for you to go to church. And when you see a need, you, you offer to pray for the person and, and you look for ways to help in some practical way. And you pray just like Patrick did, believing that God is powerful and, and you do something in love. You get to invite your friends and neighbors to a church that loves who they are, who, who loves the city they love, who, who loves to live life to the full as they do. Friends, this is our city. Fort McMurray is our home. We are to play a life-giving role and be a part of its story. We are here on purpose. And you get to be a part of all this. You get to make it happen. So as we close and, and, and move to prayer, here's what I want to ask you to do. Take some time and ask Jesus, listen to Jesus, and ask him, what does it mean for you to be a part of Fort City? What does it mean for you to be a part of this? How will I be part of the life-giving mission of Fort City? Ask him that. Where will I get involved? How will I give of my time, my talents, and my finances to make Fort City a church that not only blesses me and my family, but blesses this city? And hey, you get to be part of a church that thinks St. That thinks Patrick is cool passionate, bold, living life to the full, adventuresome, courageous, enjoys hanging out with people around a fire pit, and most importantly, I mean most importantly, one who experienced God powerfully and miraculously throughout his life. And oh, how I yearn that we would all experience God even more powerfully and miraculously. Yes, you get to be a part of all this. So what does this mean for you? How would God call you to be a part of your church? We're going to pray in a moment, but 
Would you take some time this week to ask God, listen to him, and then respond like Patrick and embrace the mission that God is calling you to be a part of? Will you go all in with Fort City and be a part of what God wants to do through us? Would you join me for prayer? Thank you for your promise, Lord, that you will build your church. Thank you that you have called Fort City to play a huge role in impacting this city with your love and power. And kind of pray this with me as your prayer of, uh, of personal commitment right now. Thank you, Lord, that I get to be a part of this. Thank you that I get to be a part of a church that has such a huge impact on my life and the life of my family. Thank you that I get to be part of the one community that you have designed to reach and change lives right now and forever. Speak to me, Lord, about what it means that I get to be a part of this. Move me, empower me, use me. Use me together with the rest of this church family to change hundreds, if not thousands of lives for the better here and around the world. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.